0: This is the Relatable Podcast with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to create happy and loving marriages without making over their husbands. If you are a wife looking to transform your marriage from the inside out, you've come to the right place. Get ready to hear relatable stories, practical advice, and empowering perspectives for how to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of Relating Wealth. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan here, founder of Relatable. I am so excited for our podcast episode today. So we are going to be talking about... You ready for it? You already saw it with the title, I'm sure. That's why you pressed play because we are going to be talking about how to improve your communication. I'm super excited to talk about this topic in particular because it is probably one of the biggest issues that people come to me about, that people think they have in their marriage. It is the biggest issue that is sort of top of mind and most pressing for most couples. And I have... A unique take on communication that i 'm going to share with you today, and so I hope that you will trust me. I hope that you will open your mind and listen for something different than maybe what you are expecting um, and so first, what I want to do is actually just share three really big mistakes I see a lot of people making, um, when it comes to communicating with a spouse. Um, the first is, and you know, I have to raise my hand to some of this as well, but, um, being aware of it is really important. And so the first thing is you focus on being understood and needing to be right in a conversation. And so we all know that communicating with your husband is a two-way street that you will say some things and he will say some things. And most couples get into that tight spot of conflict and, um, you know, arguments when the focus becomes more on being understood and being right. And so when you come to a conversation focused on you and what you need and what you need the other person to understand and what you need the other person to agree to and see your perspective on, then you've really stepped outside of communicating and you've entered the zone of lecturing. You've entered the zone of a monologue. And what you always want to be creating when you communicate with your husband is a two-way street. It's actually a four-lane highway, meaning you say something, he says something, you understand what he says, and he understands what you say. Um, But again, I think the mistake that most people make if they struggle in this area is that you're just focused on you providing information to him and him understanding, agreeing with, empathizing with, validating, acknowledging what it is you have said. And so that generates a lot of frustration where you feel like you're not heard, you feel like you're not understood, and it shuts down communication. The second mistake that a lot of people make is they listen to respond, meaning that as he is talking, you're listening, you're hearing the words, you're taking in the information, but your primary objective is to respond. Your primary objective is to either shoot down all the reasons why what he's saying is not true or valid or relevant to what it is you are saying, or you're in your own head debating him and identifying all the ways that he's just got it wrong, he's misunderstanding, he's not hearing you, right? And so the listening process has been um, sort of hijacked by the voices inside your own head. So when you come to a conversation with your husband, it's not only you and him, but it's also the, um, this committee in your own head that is judging what he's saying, that is, you know, talking to you and infusing ideas into your head. And it creates a lot of noise. It's a lot of background noise that makes it very difficult for you to listen from an authentic, perspective for you to listen with the only purpose of being um to understand right and so you have to consciously decide in your mind like i'm going to listen to understand and one of the strategies that i teach is sometimes you just have questions where you come or you have conversations rather where you have questions and you just come to get those questions answered and you say nothing The only time you're talking is to get clarification, to understand, but you make it your goal to just listen, to just come and receive what it is he would like to share. Another strategy you might be able to use if this is a problem for you is that before you respond, you replay back what you heard your husband say, I do this a lot when I'm working with couples and it's something new to most of them. Like what you want me to replay? What they said, you know, it's one of those things I always joke that you see whenever you see like a therapist or a counselor on TV or in the movies, you know, they're sitting on that couch and they have their pen in their hand and their notebook and, you know, they're rephrasing and replaying back what the people are saying. It sounds something like, okay, so what I hear you saying is this. And if I've got this right, what I understand is that And it seems to me like you may be feeling, right? So you have all of this stuff that seems so corny, right? And so you're sitting there thinking like, who actually talks like that? Who actually talks like that? Who would ever say those things? And why would I engage in conversation with my husband like that? Well, the reason you would do it is because it actually works. And, um, It's something you would probably really appreciate on the other end, right? So if I were to just sit and listen to you and not interrupt you, and then my only response would be, hmm, so it sounds like this is what you're saying. Did I get it right? Think about how validated you would feel. Think about how, you know, heard you would feel, And so I'm sure you're sitting there now shaking your head like, yeah, that would actually make a big difference. And you look at it from what you desire of your husband, because I'm sure right now you're probably feeling like he does not do that for me. I feel like I talk and he doesn't hear me. He doesn't appreciate what I'm saying. And I think on this issue, you have to take the lead. You have to take the lead and to be the person to demonstrate excellent communication skills and model for him how it should be done because as women that is a really great need of ours actually more of a need um, than for men and then the third uh, mistake I find that a lot of people make is they bring the past into the present meaning that the conversation you are having is not really just the conversation you're having that conversation Uh, the tone, your word choice, the energy you're bringing is really the result of a lot of past experiences that if you are arguing over the most insignificant things or you find yourself really frustrated when you talk with your husband, it's because you are in conversations of the past. You are thinking about, whether consciously or unconsciously, all the other times where he wasn't listening, where he wasn't getting it, where he wasn't understanding what you were saying, where he wasn't responding in the way that you want. And so you enter that conversation already either on offense or defense and you're just not neutral because you're carrying so much from the past with you into this present conversation. And I think it's really important that you try to come to talking with your husband with a blank slate where you suspend your assumptions, where you let go of those times when conversations like that didn't go well before, you let go of your feelings, you heal the hurts that are holding you back. And so those are just some of the mistakes that I find most couples make when they feel like they're in this space of needing to improve communication. And so here is the solution. I want you to really get this. I want you to write it down. I want you to memorize it. I want you to internalize it, digest it, all of those things. I want this to become your new automatic thought, your new automatic response, your new automatic belief when it comes to improving the communication with your husband. And so the solution, the first place you start always, every single time, without fail, is you address your perception issues. Let me say it again. Whenever you have communication problems, whenever you're not feeling understood or appreciated or respected, whenever you feel like your husband isn't listening, he's not getting it, you're not listening, you're not getting it, the first place you go is to address your perception issues. And by perception issues, I mean the way you see him, the thoughts you have about him, the opinions. You've generated about him, the beliefs you hold about him, the story you have told yourself about this person you are speaking to. Why is that so important? I'm going to get to that in a second, but I want to hone in on this point a little bit more. Imagine that you have a person in front of you that you are speaking with that you always feel comfortable with. That no matter what you say and what you do, they're always interested in what you have to say. They're engaged in the conversation. They are validating your opinions. They're asking great questions to show that they're interested. They're giving you their full attention. They really understand everything you say. How would you feel about talking with that person, right? If I were to say, hey, you know, guess what? Today you get to take 30 minutes of uninterrupted time to speak with this person who always listens, who always understands, who always wants to talk with you. You would be delighted, right? You'd be like, yeah, I will talk to that person any day, all day. Your energy in that conversation would be upbeat. You'd feel Um, Like you could be yourself, you wouldn't feel judged or rejected, and you just come to that conversation being your best self, right? That's a living your best life type of conversation. Now, on the other hand, right, imagine that I'm like, okay, listen, um, you need to talk to someone who is often distracted when you speak, who's on their phone, who you know doesn't even really make eye contact with you who when you talk doesn't respond right away, like there's just like this long pause and silence, kind of like, are you even listening? Are you even there with me? When you ask them questions, they don't really want to talk. They brush you off. They're just not interested in talking with you. Or when you talk, they're always debating what you say. They're defensive. They're trying to prove you wrong and themselves right. They're not really hearing you. They're all in their head, right? How would you approach that conversation? Would you be excited to talk to that person? Would you bring good energy or would you already have your walls up, your defenses up, come with a little bit more of a sort of aggressive attitude because you've got to fight through all the stuff that they bring to the conversation, right? I think you get my point, right? So, those descriptions of the people you are talking to matter and in the same way the image you have of your husband the perception you have of what it's like to be in communication with him really really matters and it matters for three reasons that i'll share with you one is that it's the underlying cause of what you say and how you say it. And the how you say it part is actually much more important than what you say, right? Because you can say, can you go downstairs and take care of the kids for me? You can say it like that, or you can say it, can you go downstairs and take care of the kids for me? Right? Like it's a totally different energy same exact words or what time will you be home today versus what time are you going to be home today right and so i want you to just catch yourself like how many times do you come to a conversation with such a bad tone because you're carrying all this energy of frustration of stress of overwhelm of disappointment of unmet expectations that you don't even know how to be neutral. You don't even know how to wrangle in yourself to actually say it in a way that can be perceived as at least neutral, if not kind. And so that is because you haven't worked on those perception issues. That is because you are still upset about the last time or you're upset that you even have to ask in the first place. And so you've got to see how it's not that your husband is not understanding you. It's not that you guys can't communicate. It's that you can't see each other in a positive enough light to have good energy when you're having a conversation with each other. And so you absolutely have to look at how do you see this person? If I were to say, how do you describe your husband when you're talking with him? What are you thinking? And here's the danger zone is that Whatever you see and observe about his disposition when you guys are talking, you have treated that as fact. You have treated that as the God's honest truth of what happens. And so, yes, you may be saying, yeah, because it is true, Siobhan. Like if you were to come in our home, he's on his cell phone while I'm trying to talk to him. Okay, right? If we go back to the episode where we talked about taking responsibility, what could you do? in that moment, right? How could you sort of begin to manage yourself better? How could you take responsibility for maybe trying to have a conversation with him at a time where he's not positioned to really listen, right? And so I'm not gonna go much, much further down that rabbit hole because I know you probably have a a comeback, (laughs) a comeback, to what I say, based on your unique situation. And certainly we could talk about that offline. But for now, I really want you to just go with me for a minute, right? Because we're being open-minded and we're here for solutions, right? At the end of the day, we're here for solutions. I want you to just go with me and to recognize that how you see your husband, what you think of him, the experiences you have with him is the underlying cause of what you say to him and how you say it. The second reason, um, looking and addressing, um, looking at and addressing your perception issues is so important, is because you have to really examine how you see your husband in certain situations. I don't think we spend a lot of time asking this question: like, what do I think of this man? What are my thoughts about him? Right? Like, what is it? If you were to jot down three sentences, three phrases, like, what do you think of your husband? And is that a person that you were like running with excitement to talk to? And so if that is the stuff that's in between you and he communicating well, it's almost like if you were to sit at a table one end and he was on the other and in the middle is all the stuff that you've been telling yourself about him and it's creating a barrier to that communication wouldn't you want to clear it out wouldn't you want to at least look at it before it smacks you in the face and knocks you out Because that's what's going to happen. Because every day, every exchange, every interaction, every week, every month, every year, you accumulate more and more opinions, thoughts, beliefs, um, assumptions, um, perspectives about your husband. And if you don't check them, if you don't clean them up, you're just going to have a big ball of a mess. And so I could teach you all the right communication techniques. I could tell you exactly what to say and how to say it, but your energy is going to be all messed up because you haven't cleaned up the mess, right? It's like sweeping these perception issues under the rug and expecting that you're going to have a smooth walk in a conversation. And that is just not reality. The other piece when it comes to cleaning up your perception issues and addressing them is you have to be aware of your own wounds, fears and concerns because you bring those with you too. And that can be stuff that's happened in the past that has been the result of something your husband has said or done, or it can just be from your past in general, your childhood, a traumatic experience you had a moment where you felt rejected and unloved you carry that with you. You really do. It's almost like, um, and I hope it's okay that I say this example, it's just the thing that popped into my head. But you know how on like um, Snoopy there's the guy, I think it's Lioness. Lion, Lioness or Linus. Linus who carries this blanket around and there's just like this aura of like mess, messy smells, whatever around him that just follows him everywhere. The same with your unresolved issues and your unhealed wounds. You carry them with you and they're just emitting. I've been hurt. I've been rejected. I don't feel like I'm, an, I'm enough. I feel unloved. I feel unappreciated. And that aura, that energy is clouding everything you say. It is a filter through which you speak. It's a filter through which you understand. And it's a filter through which how you see everything. And so if you aren't aware of that, right? If you aren't aware of your rejection issues, if you aren't aware of your abandonment issues, if you aren't aware of your need to be validated, then subconsciously you're always going to bring that neediness to a conversation and so if your husband doesn't touch upon that need in just the right way you need it to um, be touched then you're going to feel unsatisfied with the conversation you're going to feel unheard you're going to feel unappreciated and so sometimes it's not even what he's doing or what he's not doing it's all the stuff that you bring because you haven't done the work to heal yourself in certain areas Okay. So this is not to beat you down. This is not to say that your communication issues are all your fault because they're not. But much of what we will continue to do here in this podcast is to help you clean up your side of the street, to help you look within yourself for what it is you need to be doing for your own betterment. This is not like, Oh, I have to do all the work for, and then he gets the benefit. It's you do all the work and you get the benefit. You do all the work and you're happier. You're more at peace. You're able to let things slide off and not be offended every single time a conversation doesn't go well. That's what I want to empower you with today. And so I'm going to give you two concrete strategies, right, that speak to these points that speak to recognizing that your perception issue is the underlying cause and examining how you really see your husband and then you know being aware of and doing some work to heal your own wounds your fears and your concerns that you may be carrying into a specific conversation. And so the first thing I want to suggest is that you pray. That you pray before you talk to your husband about some things where you have a certain expectation for how the conversation will go, where you know it's a hot button issue between the two of you and that type of conversation always leaves you feeling a little upset or disappointed or sad. So take it to God first. And when you do, I want you to just share first what it is you want to talk about, how you feel about it. And what concerns you about having this conversation with your husband? And I want you to just surrender it to God and to trust that he will give you the right words to say in the right way, that he will help you to keep quiet when you need to keep quiet, that he will help you to speak with love when you need to speak with love, that he would transform some of the harsh words that come out of your husband's mouth and transform them from the point they leave his mouth to the point where they enter your ear so that you can receive them in the best possible light. So that's one thing that's so important to do. I remember very, very clearly a moment in time where I did that and I spent a lot of time visualizing what the conversation would be like before we actually had it. And just by taking five minutes to do that before speaking, I was able to just be who I wanted to be in that conversation. I was able to just show up the way that I wanted to show up in that conversation. So that's number one. And then number two is speaking to this perception Stuff. These perception issues. And so this is an exercise I often recommend <clears throat> doing. And what I want you to do is I want you to think about an issue you have with your husband when it comes to communicating with him or just when it comes to him as a person in general. Like what are you most frustrated about? What are you most sad about? What are you most annoyed about and disappointed about? What is it about him? That's just not sitting well with you right now in this moment. Because again, you're bringing that to your conversations. And so I want you to think about that issue. I want you to think about the way you feel about him, what you think of him, what evidence you have for him being that way. That's not what you want him to be. (laughs) And I want you to come up with five examples of where the opposite is true. So what that looks like is if you feel like your husband works too much, or if you feel like your husband is emotionally unavailable to you, if you feel like your husband, um, just can't love you the way that really touches you. Then you're going to write that out at the top of the sheet. My husband doesn't love me the way I need. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't emotionally support me. He works too much. And then I want you to come up with five concrete examples of where that's just not true. I want you to come up with five concrete examples of where the opposite is true. So that would mean if you think he works too much, that would mean you come up with five examples where maybe he's taken time off, or maybe he actually chose to spend time with the family instead of going to work. Or if he is not supportive emotionally, I want you to think of times where he really was there for you, where he really did show up and give you the empathy and the compassion and the understanding that you wanted in that situation. If you feel like he's not loving you the way that you want, then I want you to come up with five times where he actually did get it right. Maybe he got you some flowers. Maybe he sent you a text message in the middle of the day. Maybe he came home and was just really interested in you and your day, right? So there are always examples that Prove wrong the negative thing we choose to believe about our husbands. Your job is to just spend some time trying to find them because the negative ones are always going to come. Our minds are programmed with a negativity bias, meaning we are always going to be able to recall the things that don't go well, the things that upset us, the things that frustrate us. And we have to intentionally train ourselves to see the good. We have to train ourselves to see that this negative thing I've been believing about my husband is not true 100% of the time. And the more you're able to come up with those examples and those times where that bad thing about him is just not true, the more your heart is going to soften towards him, the more you are going to be able to see the best in him. And when you can see the best in him, you can bring your best to a conversation and your communication will improve. So it's not about what you say, it's definitely about how you say it, and how you say it is a function of all the noise, all the thoughts, all the beliefs that's in your head about him, about the two of you, and about the experiences and conversations you've had before. So, I hope that this has been helpful. I hope that you can really just sit with some of this, right? Like, do you have the best perception of your husband? And if you don't, that's an indication of where you need to start in order to improve your communication. It is worth that effort for sure. And you will definitely see things improve when you take the time to clean up the big boulder in your head that is preventing you from having the type of communication that you would ultimately like. So again, I hope this has been helpful. I hope you will take it to heart and that you will do those two things. I suggested pray, take it to God first, help him transform your words and transform your husband's words. And then number two is come up with five concrete examples, instances where the opposite of that bad thing you're believing about him is true. Thank you so much for tuning in. I will be back with you so soon because I love doing this podcast for you. Um, I will be back with you really soon with another episode. Until then, have a great day. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Now, I'd love to connect with you more. Join me in my private group on Facebook, the Empowered Wives Society, or sign up for my weekly newsletter at berelatable.com. There you'll find additional resources to help you create the happy and loving marriage you desire. And of course, I can't wait to meet you right back here for the next episode. Until then, make your marriage amazing.